To borrow a line from the great Gone with the Wind, I don't know nothing about birthing babies. <laughs> but last week's message on authority issues where we talked about how we should respond to our government authority, even President Trump, was the closest thing to giving birth for me that I've been to, I think, in a long time. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you probably missed last week and you want to go to the website and the app and catch up on that. That's just kind of the way my mind works. That's how it felt, right? Don't judge me. Anyway, let me give you a quick synopsis of what we talked about last week so that you're up to speed. But again, you ought to watch it, view it for yourself. Last week, we talked about how issues are really about people, regardless of what your issue is, regardless of what your issue that you're upset about or interested in or passionate about, regardless of what the issue and what side of the issue you're on, always remember it's really about people. Someone that God loves just as much as he loves you. Keep that in mind. We also talked about how, especially as followers of Jesus, as Christians, we are Christians first, we are American citizens second. Now, we can be proud Americans, and that's a wonderful thing. I am, I hope you are. However, who we are as Christians should dictate and determine how we behave and live as Americans. And we should honor God made it very clear in his word, honor and respect those that he has allowed to be in authority over us because they are in authority over us because he has allowed it. Even if we don't agree, even if we didn't vote for them, whatever, we talked about how we can honor and respect them. Now, a lot of you had questions and questions are great. Uh, the most common question we got was, okay, well, what about a corrupt leader? What about, uh, you know, Hitler? What about Stalin? You know, what, what do we do about those kinds of things? And, and I love it when people do the whatabouts. You know, there's always whatabouts, and maybe you're a big whatabouter. Well, what about this? What about that? What about, okay, well, here's the answer to the whatabout. Uh, Hitler, Stalin, uh, oppressive leaders, leaders where um, it, it's so dangerous your life is in jeopardy. First of all, we made this clear last week, I'm going to come back to it, that God warns every leader that they are in authority because he has allowed them to be in authority, whether or not God agrees with them or they agree with God, and they will ultimately answer to him. Every leader will ultimately answer to God. So be comforted by that truth. Secondly, the scriptures give us several examples of when people are living in dangerous situations under oppressive dictators, oppressive leaders, kings, whatever, you fill in the blank, where their lives are in jeopardy, and we see people fleeing to safety, fleeing from persecution, going to a place where they can peacefully live, and that's a different topic, that's a different issue than what we were talking about last week, and that's a different issue from what we're dealing with today. Now, I know there are people in this world and you may know of some who live in oppressive leadership government type situations. That is not what we were talking about last week. And that is not our problem here today, living in the Southeast United States. And probably for most of you that are watching online, hey, by the way, regardless of where you're watching from, unless you're in a third world or oppressive environment, that's probably not your situation. Most of us, this is not our problem. So let's be careful not to dismiss what we learned with the whatabouts, the whatabouts, the whatabouts. There's good answers for those two. What our problem is, is how we respond, especially as Christians, but how we respond as citizens. 
So whether you're a Christian or not, and especially though, if you're a Christian, how we respond to the issues and to the people who sit on the other side of the issue, that, that's what we need to talk about because our response is proving to be as much of a problem as the issue is itself. Listen very carefully. Our response is proving to be as much of a problem as the issue is in itself. You might be thinking, what if I disagree though? What if I disagree? What if I want to take a stand? You might be asking the question, how do I respond when culture clashes with my beliefs, my faith, my values, or even my rights? How do I respond? What do I do? Do I just say nothing? Do I just do nothing? Do I just roll over and just, you know, kind of be passive and just not, not, let it affect me? I mean, what do I do? What do I do? Because some things are wrong and some things need to be stood against and some things need to be said and you fill in the blank. It's a great question. Here's what you need to know. That when you're taking a stand, the way is always more important than the what. Let me explain that. The way is always more important than the what. The way you go about taking a stand is always more important than what it is you're standing for or against. And here's why. Because if you do it in the wrong way, then even if the what is good, the what gets lost. What you're standing for may need to be stood for. What you're standing against may need to be stood against. But if you do it in the wrong way, that becomes the focal point and people never hear what you say and they never see what you do and they, and they never get your good intentions Maybe if the way you go about it is all wrong. In fact, <laughs> to be honest, in the last 50 years, that's where Christians have gone wrong. That's where the church has gotten it wrong. Not necessarily in what we were standing for or against when it comes to the issues, but it's the way. Because we've been obnoxious. We've been unkind. We've been unloving. We've been ungracious. We've been unmerciful. Well, I believe and I believe and I believe. Well, great. Well, what you believe may be very, very valid. And you may be right on. But the way you go about it is more important than the what. Because if you do it in the wrong way, the what gets lost. And no one sees the what. And no one hears the what. You tracking with me? Here's the deal. We live in a very tolerant society, and that should work in our favor. That should work in everybody's favor. And I know we've talked about tolerance before and the problems of a tolerant society, you know, and, and, and all of the, oh, you know, is this right? Is this wrong? No, everybody's right. Nobody's wrong and all that kind of stuff. And there's lots of problems with that. However, if we're going to live in the most tolerant society we have ever lived in as Americans, please know that that actually works in your favor. That works in our favor where you can actually believe just about anything you want to believe. And most of the people will go, okay, well, to each his own. Well, until it infringes on what they believe, but that's a different issue, right? That's when everybody goes, no, you can't do that. Oh, wait, no, we're being tolerant. See, tolerance actually works in the Christian's favor. Tolerance actually works in the church's favor. Regardless of what you believe, if you want to take a stand for it, tolerance actually works in your favor. As long as the way doesn't get in the way of the what. The way is more important than the what. Well, what about my rights though, man? I got rights. What about free speech? 
I mean, I have the freedom and I have the right to say what I want to say. Well, here's the deal. You can say a lot of things and you're free to say a lot of things, but you're accountable for what you are free to say. You can do a lot of things, but you're accountable for what you are free to do. And not everything we are free to say should be said. And not everything we are free to do should be done. Comes back to the way. Most of us should probably say less than we're saying and do less than we're doing, at least the way we're doing it. Social media is a great example of this, right? I mean, it's just crazy, social media. It's a great tool, but man, it's getting abused. It's careless. It is not the best place for you to take a stand. I'm going to say that again. I don't want you to listen to me and look at me. Social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, especially Facebook, where people can just go on and on and on and on. There you go. Right? That is not the best place to take a stand. It's careless. And often just makes the problem worse. Because see, it's a dumping ground for opinions and assumptions. And we talked about opinions last week. It really don't fix anything. Unfortunately, social media has given people a platform, even if they don't have all the information. You don't have to know what you're talking about to talk about it. That's dangerous, right? It gives people a platform without a relationship. That's dangerous, even more dangerous. You don't have to know the people you're talking for or against. You don't even have to know the people that are reading what you're writing. And here you go. And it gives us the false sense of having accomplished something good. Right? I took a stand. Ha ha, I like that, God. I'm on your side. How about like that? I'm taking a stand. No, you just made a point. Right? You think you've made a difference, but all you've done is just share an opinion. And you, and you may be right, okay? But even if you're right, it's the wrong way. It's not the best way. And it's distracting from the right. What? We need to be much more concerned about making a difference than just making points, right? You don't get a point for making a point. You get a point for making a difference. So let's make a difference instead. Come back, come back. And some of you are like, well, I love telling people what I think. I know you do. Just keep this in mind. With every issue, with every issue, with all issues, there are three sides to every issue. Three. Yours, the other people's side, and Jesus' side. Regardless of what the issue is, there's always three sides. There's yours, the other side, and then Jesus's. I don't know, some of you are thinking, no, no, there's just two. There's the other side and there's mine and Jesus' side. <laughs> no. Don't we all assume that we're on Jesus' side and that Jesus is on our side and that me, it's me and Jesus against everybody else? And it's in me and Jesus and everybody that agrees with me and Jesus and then everybody else that doesn't agree with me and Jesus on the other side. I want to think that, you want to think that, everybody operates from that assumption regardless of what side of the issues they're on. There are people on opposite extremes of every issue that think God is on their side. Let me clear this up. Jesus is the only one 
that can see an issue for what it really is. God is the only one that can see every issue with 100% objectivity. He sees the issue and the issue under the issue and the issue under that issue and really what's attributing to that issue which causes this issue which leads to this issue and he looks at you and your issues with that issue and he looks at the other side and sees their issues with that issue and he knows what's motivating you and he knows what's motivating the other side. Only Jesus knows all that. Only God knows all of that. You don't know it. So let's be very humble. Let's be very gracious. And regardless of what the issue is, let's be very, very careful that the way we go about taking a stand does not cause the what to get lost. Let me give you a guide for communicating whatever it is you're standing for or against, because the scriptures give us that. In the first century, the apostle Paul, who was very outspoken against God and against Jesus and against the church for many years. And then God radically changed his life. And then he became just as outspoken, if not more so, for the mission of Jesus. It's a remarkable turnaround, miraculous story. And he's like the quarterback now running the plays for the mission of God in the first century. And he gave us a kind of a guide for communication for for Christians, he's talking to Christians, but this is just good stuff for anybody, whether you're a Christian or not. You're going to hear this and you're going to see these words and you're like, that just makes sense because it does. It's just being nice. It's just being the way we ought to be. But it's aimed at Christians, but everyone could benefit from it. When you're communicating anything to anyone, but especially when you're communicating about these issues, this is what we need to know. God teaches us, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. So, for those of you that are saying, you saying we can't say the truth? No, you absolutely need to say the truth. Now, in the right way, because you can say the truth, but if you say the truth in the wrong way, no one hears the truth. They just get distracted by the obnoxious, unloving, unkind, ungracious way you're trying to communicate what really is true, and that's unfortunate. We want to speak the truth. We need to speak the truth. If you open your mouth, whatever comes out of your mouth needs to be true. We must speak the truth. But then he goes on. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. That's important. And do not give the devil a foothold. Now let's, let's talk about this a quick second. He's talking about unresolved anger here. Because when you are communicating, it, it's very uh, common to get angry. Right, and, and that may be the reason why you're communicating, right? Because I'm mad, and, and I can't believe this is happening, and I can't. I see this on the news, and I see this in my neighborhood, and I see this at work, and I'm so mad, I can't stand it, and I'm just, just so much got to say something. And then here you go, and you grab a sign. Here we go. You demonstrate, you protest, you walk out, you stand in, you sit on. I don't know how you. People are doing all kinds of stuff, you know, marching. I'm going to march against marching. I'm going to protest against protesting. How about that? Somebody somewhere would do that, right? I mean, it's just like everywhere kind of thing. And you're angry. God says, be very careful when you're communicating and you're angry. You want to resolve your anger. He says, don't let the sun go down. Now, what he's not saying is don't let it get dark 
and you're still ticked. It's just not about the positioning of the sun. It's an analogy to say, don't let too much time go without resolving this anger. Because what if you get mad after dark? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like I was fine at eight, but at 9.05, now I'm mad. <laughs> So this is not about the positioning of the sun. Don't let the sun go down. You know, those of you that are literalists, he said, don't let the sun go down. It means resolve your anger. Because if you don't, Satan's going to use that. He's going to get in there. And unresolved anger is a perfect playground for Satan in your heart and your mind. And he will wreak havoc on you and in you. That's what it means to don't give the devil a foothold. Don't let him get in there weasel his way in through your unresolved anger. I don't care what side of the issue you're on. Are you mad? You may have every right to be mad, but you need to pay attention to that when you're communicating. Here we go. Buckle up. <laughs> I thought we were. No. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen or who hear it. By the way, side note, we're going to come back to this passage hopefully in the next, I don't know, the next time maybe we talk about marriage. I, I, I realized this yesterday when I was looking over this. This is, this is great for communication in marriage for anybody in anything. But let's, let's keep talking about the issues, okay? Think about that issue. Think about that issue that you just want to sound off on because you're free speech, you know, here we go. I got a right to say what I think. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful. Most of what comes out of our mouth is harmful. Only what is helpful. Helpful for building others up. Others. Most of what we want to say is about building ourselves up. This is what I think. This is what I believe. Let me give you my opinion. Here's what I think needs to happen. I'll tell you what I want. I'll tell you what needs to happen. Let me tell you. Let me set this straight. This is all about you, 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 you. That's the opposite focus that we should have. It should be helpful for building other people up according to their needs, not your needs. Well, I need to be heard. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, I don't. We need to hear others. That it may benefit those who listen, not benefit you. Well, that feels good. I got that off my chest. That's good. Whew, I just needed to say that. You know, sometimes somebody just needs to vent a little. No, you don't. You shouldn't. Not at the expense of other people. Not even if what you're upset about is right. For you to be upset about. This is the wrong way. So this is the right way to help us. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and brawling and slander along with every form of malice. In other words, every form of evil behavior and thinking. So the next time you see a bunch of people protesting and they're holding signs and they're walking, standing in, sitting out, marching, boycotting. Man, I'm so sick and tired of boycotting. I'm a boycott boycotting. I'm so sick of that. Everybody's boycotting everything. And that does nothing, really. Or at least very little. Along with every form, of, no brawling and slander. Think about this. Think about this. 
When you see people looking into the camera and shaking their fists and screaming at one another and yelling at one another. I'm not talking about people who go to church too. I'm talking about people who say they love God. I'm talking about people who are all about love. Isn't that interesting? They're holding signs, gritting their teeth in anger because of love. This says, nah, uh, 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 uh. that's not the way it's supposed to be. And then he finishes it. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Be kind and compassionate. This is the way to communicate. This is the right way. Regardless of whether or not the what is right or wrong, whether, really, regardless of what side you're on, if you go about it in the wrong way, this is the right way. So let's try this on for size. Back in the Don't Judge Me series, and we did that series in February to help set us up and get us ready for this series. It is not by mistake that we talked about don't you judge me and all of that before we talked about all the issues we got. These are connected. And in the Don't Judge Me series, we introduced ourselves to a filter a series of questions to ask ourselves. Let's look at them. Four questions to ask ourselves that these four questions are exactly what we need to do as we approach these issues. And then we're going to talk about some of the issues. You ready? Do I know the whole story? Am I being gracious enough? Probably not. Do I know the whole story? Probably not. Am I being gracious enough? Probably not. Am I being truthful enough? Well, probably not. But if you are, you might be being truthful in the wrong way. Because if you're truthful in the wrong way, then it doesn't really matter what you're trying to say that gets lost. And how do I want to be treated? How do I want to be treated? If it were me, how do I want to be treated? So let's, uh, let's think about this. Let's talk about gun control. It's a mess, isn't it? Sensitive stuff. Layered so layered. We need to look at that issue through this filter. Let me begin by making a couple statements. I want you to listen all the way through. First of all, when it comes to what's going on in our country with guns, we have got to do something. We have got to do something about who gets guns, how they get them, and what they do with them once they do. At the same time, the Second Amendment is a very important part of our Constitution and a very important part of what it means to be a free, a truly free society. So the answer, and I'm not a very smart man, and I, I don't know how to solve this one. I, I, I know you do, and I should let you have the mic. I get it. You run for office, and we might vote for you. Okay, and I know you got this one figured out, but, but I have the mic right now and I'm just telling you, I don't have the answer for this one, but I am pretty sure it's somewhere in the middle. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in the middle of the two extremes, but I can promise you this. And I know some of you, you're frustrated right now because you just want me to weigh in on your side, which is Jesus's side, right? You just want me to, like, yeah, yeah, and you tell them and no, I'm not, really? How about this? How about you just run it through this filter? Do I know the whole story here? Do I know really all the issues? Well, yeah, it's a, no, really, be careful, be careful. That's a mighty arrogant thing to assume. 
And am I being gracious enough here to those on this side, to those on this side? Am I being truthful enough in the right way? And how would I want to be treated? Okay, If I was at the center of this debate, if it were my family, if it were my son, if it were my daughter, if it were me in the hot seat, how, how would I want to be treated? See, this doesn't solve the issue, but this is the right way to approach the issue. The issue's not going away. We got issues. And as long as human beings populate the planet, we're going to keep having issues. And so this is not about eliminating issues. It's because that's just not possible with human beings. We keep having more and more. It's about establishing a filter by which to approach the issues. Let's keep going since we're having fun. Let's talk about sexual harassment. Me too, me too, me too. Rising up all over culture. It's a shame, it's a shame that it's come to that. And I know this is men and women both, but pretty much it's a situation of women being sexually harassed by men. More times than not, and I know it can go the other way, but for the sake of argumentation, we'll approach it in the traditional way of women being sexually harassed by men. Something's got to be done. I mean, it's always been a problem, sexual harassment. You really need to realize it's always been a problem. It's not just in the last year. Since the beginning of humanity, it's been a problem. Study history. But the definition of it, it's kind of changed, right? What is sexual harassment seen as sexual harassment, and rightly so, today was not seen that way necessarily 25, 50 years ago. And it's like it keeps evolving, it keeps changing. And there's extremes. There's those that take advantage of the opposite sex and what they say and how they treat them and what they do. And then on the other extreme, there are people who use sexual harassment as an agenda to make accusations and tear people's lives apart. So the truth is probably somewhere in between those two extremes. So I will tell you this, be very careful what you say to the opposite sex. Well, let me break it down for you. Keep your hands off and your mouth shut, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. Be careful the jokes you tell, what you say to people and how you say it and the conversations you have about them when they're not in the room. Be careful. And let me also say this. If you have been a victim of sexual harassment, there is hope, healing, and help. And if we can help you as a church, point you in the right direction, we would love to do that, to help you get the help you need. But let's put it through this filter. Regardless of what your experience is with this, do you know the whole story? You probably don't. You probably don't. Not unless it's you and it's happening to you, then you know the story. Am I being gracious enough or am I just assuming? Am I just assuming like I know what's going on? Am I being truthful enough? And how would I want to be treated? If I was a victim and I had experienced what she experienced, what he experienced, how would I want to be treated? And if I were being accused, how would I want to be treated? You see, does this solve the issue? Some of you are frustrated right now because you just want me to weigh in and tell what Jesus' side, which happens to be your side, I get it. You just want to weigh in. No, 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 because the issue ain't going away, gang. We just need a filter. 
by which we can enter into this issue in the right way so that we can get to the right what? One more. Let's talk about immigration. Just, just a couple minutes. This refugee. And I, and I know those, the refugee crisis and immigration are different, but they're similar in a lot of ways. Very similar. Listen very carefully. We have laws in his word that we read last week. God was very clear that we should obey the laws of the land. Laws should be followed and processes for becoming a citizen and becoming part of this free society should be followed. That's what God's word teaches us. At the same time, we are a nation of immigrants and refugees. That's why we're here. Now, there is a small group of you, probably in this room or watching online, that your family heritage is that you are a Native American and very possible that some of you, your genealogy lands you back before Columbus got here and you guys were here first, okay? And you're about the only people, though, that, that could say, well, we're not immigrants, Okay, but that's a very small number of you. The rest of us, people who, you know, they're in our family lines, came over on a boat. We're a nation of immigrants. God's people, Israel, if you want to go Bible for a second, those of you who are like, well, what about, what about, what about this? There are laws, processes that should be followed, but God's people have been both immigrants and refugees at different times all throughout history. And God said much to his people about showing love and care to the refugees that are in their land and those that are coming, maybe avoiding persecution or dangerous situations or a corrupt leader. So the truth, somewhere in the middle. I know that's not what you wanted. I know, I know that's not what you wanted. Because see, we all want these people and those people and blah, 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 blah. Well, we just need a filter because this one ain't going away, gang. Our world is getting smaller and smaller. As more people populate it and as transportation gets quicker and easier and access, it's getting smaller and smaller. We're going to be all up in each other's spaces more than ever. We need a filter. Do I know the whole story? Do I know what's really behind them be wanting to be here and do I know what brought them here and do I know why do I know you think you do and you assume a lot are you being gracious enough because you may not know the whole story probably don't you're probably not being gracious enough it's a real family a real mom a real dad real kids just like yours with the same hopes the same dreams just like you and they're just looking for a safe place or not same oppor same opportunity you want right same same dreams Am I being truthful enough? The laws need to be followed. Process needs to be honored. And, and, and maybe if the process is broken, we can fix the process. I'm not smart enough to fix that. I, I know you are, but the rest of us not. So let's be gracious while truthful. And how, do you, how would you want to be treated if it was your family, if it was your kids? Basically, let me summarize it with this. I think this may be the best way to leave us with these issues. Talking about the right way 
which is more important than the what. You and I need to be known more for who we're for, for who you're for, who you're for, not what you're against. See, being known for what you're against is real easy. That's easy stuff. Doesn't take much to do that. I mean, that's what everybody, anybody that's got a social media account, right? I'm against this and I'm against this and I'm against that and I'm against them. You don't need to be known for that. Sometimes you need to be against stuff. That's okay if you do it in the right way. But you know what we need to be known for? It's who we're for. Always err on the side of people and always err on the side of love. Love is both gracious and truthful, but always err on the side of people. Jesus did. And Jesus shows up knowing everybody's issues. He knows all the issues and he knows all the corruption and he erred on the side of people. And John writes that Jesus said he came into this world not to condemn it, not to be against, but to save us, to be for us, not against us. When he had every right to be against us. We need to be known. If we call ourselves followers of Jesus, we need to be known for who we're for much more than what we're against. Because never forget it, issues are temporary. People are eternal. Regardless of what the issue is and regardless of what side of the issue you're on, that's a temporary issue and you have a temporary perspective. But people are eternal everybody's going to live forever somewhere. So always err on the side of loving people. May God help me. May God help us. Let's ask him two together. Let's pray. Oh, Father, once again, we have weighed into some stuff that's real deep icky, sticky, messy stuff. And we need your help. I need your help. May we be much more concerned with the way than the what. The what is easy, the way is much harder, but the way is better. And you tell us what the right way is. May we follow your word. Be careful how we say what we say and the way we say it so that it helps others and builds them up and helps address their needs and not just selfishly for ourselves. As we approach these issues, gun control and sexual harassment and immigration refugees and all the other ones that seem to just divide us and cause tension and contention, Father, help us to be very careful to learn the whole story and be filled with grace and truth, truth and grace, and think about how we want to be treated. Because issues are temporary. People are eternal. So help us, help me, and help this church be known in this community much more for who we are for. And there's so many people to be for. There's many more people to be for than there are issues to be against. So may we be known more for people who we're for, not just stuff we disagree with. In Jesus' name, amen.